Hey y'all, Caitlin here. Real quick before we get into the show, I just wanted to take a second of your time to talk about Kind of Funny Up and Comers. If you're not familiar, it's a really cool opportunity that Kind of Funny is offering to uh, up and comers in uh, games journalism, where basically they'll mentor you on Kind of Funny Games Daily, uh, teach about hosting, let you host the show, and it's just a really cool opportunity. And we would really, really appreciate it if you all nominated us for that. I will have a link in the show notes to do that. But yeah, it's a really, really great opportunity and it would be cool to get some different voices in there. And it's a totally free way to support us in a really meaningful way. So if you could go ahead, click on that. It takes like maybe five minutes tops to do. Oh, we'd really appreciate it. And now on to the show. Welcome to Palin' Around, the official Your Geeky Gal Pal podcast. Here we'll be focusing on video games, fandom, pop culture, and how they all interact through the internet. My name is Caitlin, and joining me, one half of the Mark Ruffalo fan club, Jessica Cogswell. Hello, everyone. And the other half of the Cursed Club, our good friend Monty. Hello, it is me. And we are joined this this evening by a very special guest our second ever guest uh lilith is here as well hi mark ruffalo's getting woke to me so that's cool (laughs) (laughs) oh my god God. oh my god i'm tweeting that right now That was the wildest <laughs> shit I've ever heard a human being say. That was... <laughs> <sighs> uh, oh my god. I'm How so... is everyone? Uh, I Great. just... Caitlin's dying. They're lying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fine. I'm fine. I'm a little bit sick. It's fine. This is going to be the final episode of your geeky or palin around. <laughs> the final episode of the website. <laughs> of the website. The website's over, folks. Go home. Oh my god. Uh, but I'm doing okay. I just finished the first phase of my cosplay, which I'm excited about. Nice. Ooh, we'll see. I saw it. You looked really, really, really hot. Mm, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Yeah. Guys, I want everybody on here to watch me shoot my shot. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. But what about you, Lilith? What's up? Um uh, I had a day, you know? <laughs> you know when you work for a giant technology company and you just have a day just getting yelled at by people who are mad at that giant technology company? I used to work for a tech lab, and I can I can get the yeah. gist of it. It's not yeah. fun. You got this. You got Thank this. You. I believe in I, you. See, I can't relate to the tech part, but like I work at a women's clothing oh, store, yeah. so I mean, that's that's the same basic. I mean, people people are yelling <laughs> at you about dumb shit that you have no control over, so you get it. <laughs> yes. Yeah, today it was because somebody said their sweatpants stretched out a bit. Oh, that's your fault, all right. Is that not the po- is that not the point of sweatpants? 
Is that their no. like, right? They c- they should constrict you. Just fucking buy oh, jeans. I love, I just buy jeans. I love a const- <laughs> I love a constricting sweatpant. <laughs> what? I want to feel like I'm being hugged on my legs all the time. This is that's I'm another thing that we home. talked about earlier, Caitlin. Uh, you're right. Cursed group chat. Cursed group chat. Bella constrictor hugs. It was kisses. Oh, kisses. That's right. Kisses that Which crush is your ribs. Infinitely worse. <laughs> What is a constricting kiss? I don't really <laughs> want to get into this right now. <laughs> it, was, it was a lot, but it involved uh, Moises and Caitlin actually hooking up. Oh my god. <laughs> I am not here. Jess is misconstruing this a lot. I will No, this is exactly later. what it sounds like. I want everybody who's listening to this to know that we now ship Caitlin and Moises. <gasps> absolutely editing this out of the podcast. <laughs> For those of you at home, I did just take a very comedic sip of my herbal tea while looking over my glasses. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh my all god. Of this is all of this is <laughs> all of I, I am being edited out of the podcast. <laughs> Jessica's no longer on the podcast. <laughs> um, yeah. So, the topic today. Yes, the topic today (laughs) is uh, games or other pieces of media or franchises or brands or companies that you are irrationally, wildly loyal to. And I came to this topic uh, because I was listening to Waypoint Radio. Shocker. (laughs) And there was an episode where Adam Conover from Adam Rubens, everything was on there, and they were talking about, like, uh, Nintendo and how he's like, no, I like Nintendo like the company. He was basically like, if Nintendo started a Patreon, I would give $20 to Nintendo's Patreon. And I was like, oh, that's (laughs) gross. I don't like that. Like, I get what he's saying, but like, ew. And then fucking Kingdom Hearts started being a thing on the TL and I was like really mad at people mm-hmm. about it. Like every time somebody says something wrong about the lore or like literally like I've never been like just so fucking furious than when like I read a like refrain from Polygon's review of Kingdom Hearts 3 and I was like fuck you. <laughs> this is garbage. You're garbage. Like I was so mad and I was like you are oh? garbage. <laughs> I was I mean like I have very complex we I have been on the podcast very critical of Polygon, and I stand by that. And I don't love Allegra's body of work generally, but I was, like, big mad about this for, like, no real reason, and it was, like, a very weird experience as someone who's like, that's dumb, you shouldn't do that. And then I was doing it, and I was like, the fuck is happening I lived it. (laughs) It was horrifying. I was like, what's happening to me? I shouldn't be alive right now. (laughs) So then I wrote that whole fucking piece about it because I was like, hey, if I'm doing this, other people are probably doing it too, and you should maybe not do that. Um, and then, yeah, I thought well, it would be fun for other people to talk about being triggered by fucking <laughs> Polygon. I was going to say, I feel like a good starting point for this is just kind of like going around in a circle and kind of like, you know, what are yours? <laughs> so um, I don't know. Let's Lilith, you're our guest today. So so what are your your like brand loyalties? Uh, I don't know. 
see mine mine is the the world wrestling entertainment company uh and they're mm. god i've watched probably about five or six hours of their programming every week and enjoy maybe 15 minutes of that usually <laughs> um, i play their stupid dumb shit video games and i watched you play those video games yeah yeah and they get they get worse every year somehow there was a section in the one that there was one time i watched Lilith play it on twitch and there was a section that was literally i was convinced they had like gotten some sort of crossover deal with rocksteady for batman because it was (laughs) literally like a fucking it was like a fucking scarecrow thing when they were in the swamp (laughs) and it was i was so confused and afraid this is in the wwe video games yes okay so in the career mode my character dirty duke dixon who's a a cruiserweight cruiserweight social justice warrior (laughs) um he got sprayed in the face with toxic gas by bray wyatt and then he woke up on his compound and then he got attacked by zombie triple h and had to fight him off. And then he had to fight Bray Wyatt. It was really weird. And it looked like a wow, fucking in- uh, it looked like an Injustice 2 platform. Yeah. It was fucking wild. Wrestling games certainly have changed from when I played WWF No Mercy on <laughs> Nintendo 64. <laughs> Cuz that is the last wrestling game I've ever played. And you know what? It was a good time. Oh my god. But it sounds like they're yeah. a little different yeah, now. Yeah, I mean, so. here's the thing. They're still fun. <laughs> WWE games are fun as fuck, but a new one comes out every year, and they just keep getting worse, and I keep giving them money. (laughs) (laughs) That's me at Kingdom Hearts for all 27 games. Except the worst part is I can fucking tell you why every single one of them is good and has merit while people scream at me to stop. (laughs) Me at Recoded. I heard Monty die in that episode at that point. I heard her die. You know, I still haven't listened to that whole episode because, like, it's just a lot. And I just really need to, like, be able to sit down and let it kind of, like, wash over me. (laughs) So I'm I'm waiting for the right moment. I don't know if there ever is going to be a right moment, Jess. I think you just kind of got to do it. That sounds like pressure. (laughs) It's less pressure and more just like, I don't know if there's a right time to listen to me drunkenly scream at our friends about Kingdom Hearts. Mm, True. Yeah. You know, actually, never mind. (laughs) This was like a total tangent that just like really didn't add anything to anything. So I'm just gonna. Well, now you have to say what it is, Jess. The weird tangent was like, when did. Okay, so when I watched wrestling, it was WWF. And then. Now it's WWE. And, like, there was WWE at the same time. Did, like, WWF get, like, absorbed by them? Didn't they have, like, weird copyright stuff with the World Wildlife yes, Foundation? Yes, in, I believe, 2000-something, yes, the, the World Wildlife Federation, like, sued them, and WWE had to change their name. They even beep out their old name in rebroadcasts mm. of, uh, of archive footage. Holy Damn. crap, wow. That worked. Yeah. 
the pandas really Yay, put them through yeah. the ringer. <laughs> they but beat the humans what? with the chairs and everything. <laughs> I, I've always thought they should book a feud between the two companies because I really think just watching watching the Wyatt family face off against a, a pack of Western lowland gorillas would be just. <laughs> <laughs> I'd watch that. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Um, you know, at least okay. So the thing is, is like with WWE, we're good. But I used to work at a television station, and do you want to know <laughs> what I had to watch? And I would never wish upon anyone is Ring of oh, Honor. I wait. When... <laughs> it is the worst thing when I've were, ever when seen. Were you that sounds really familiar. Ring I'm gonna Google it because. Ring of Honor has uh, had some highs and l- very, very lows. Uh, gosh, I would have been working at the television station 2014 to 16 or something, or 13 okay. to 16. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That sounds like that sounds like a real dip period for Ring of Honor. <laughs> that is. <laughs> I just remember there was like this one this one moment where like. There was this like wrestler character who was supposed mm-hmm. to be a nerd, but he was like this big beefy man who just came out in these tiny shorts <laughs> and a white button up and glasses and like got his glasses punched off. <laughs> Actually, was... that's my type. <laughs> Excuse me. Don't keep shame Monty in public, like... Jess. <laughs> and the person who punched the glasses off was Monty. Me. That was actually me. <laughs> Watching um, a brief stint in the in the Ring of Honor before joining this podcast. <laughs> really needed the uh, money. But so this is like basically I've just kind of like vomited all over you guys my my history with wrestling. <laughs> so we can we can talk more about like brand loyalty now. I was it just brought up other things that I was thinking of and I'm like, wow, that's like something that it's always been like a part of my life in this weird, strange mm-hmm. background way. <laughs> Yeah, well, I'm I'm gonna one more wrestling anecdote before we move on. When I told Jessica and Monty that I wanted Lilith to be on this episode, I guessed that your thing was going to be mm-hmm. wrestling, and I was like, my educated guess is that Lilith is gonna want to talk about wrestling. And then we were like, oh, none of us are really that into wrestling. And I was like, the only thing I really remember about wrestling is that like I was super into China as a child. And Jessica's immediate response was, of fucking course you were. <laughs> and I was like, leave me alone. It's okay. The two that I liked the most were Kane and oh, Undertaker. Yeah. Kane and Undertaker. Kane and Undertaker are still wrestling, which. Uh... Oh my yeah, god, yeah. really? Aren't they like 80? You go, you guys! Wow. <laughs> Their last match was uh, just just I would I would actually say probably the worst moment of wrestling uh, in 2018. Um, the have you have you all heard about WWE's Crown Jewel event that and all the controversy that yes. surrounded that? Should I elucidate for the podcast? Probably. I don't know how many wrestling fans we have. Really yeah, yeah. So it was a an event. Um, the WWE have signed a like 10-year deal with the Saudi royal family to run shows there. Uh, I think the schedule is twice a year um, for a ludicrous amount of money, the latest of which was Crown Jewel, which um, after that whole thing about how uh, the the Saudi government murdered a journalist on foreign soil came mm-hmm. out, uh, WWE was under a lot of pressure to um, 
you know, cancel the show. And they just didn't. They ran the show um, with, and then just never uh, explained um, what the, uh, they, they actually, I'm sorry, let me back up. On the show, they constantly referred to the show as being coming from the WWE Network, where they would usually say, like, you know, coming to you from Santa Ana, California, or whatever. So this was just happening in some weird location that we've never heard of, the WWE Network. Anyway, sorry, that part was going nowhere. But at this clusterfuck of an event, Kane and The Undertaker uh, wrestled a match against two other old motherfuckers who should not be wrestling at all, Triple H and Shawn Michaels, who The Undertaker uh, retired in, like, 2009 i think and it was basically just watching a bunch of fucking old geezers flip around um and not even flip around just kind of fall on each other and like wheeze and <laughs> i need to get back into wrestling it was just oh, it, it was it, we were just watching like corpses just kind of just kind of shift around it was I can literally go to my local Dunkin' Donuts and see the same yeah, thing in real life. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. Oh man. Yeah. Big oofs. Yeah. And yet, what what keeps you coming back to it though? I. So, you could say that Kane and Undertaker have loyalty to breaking yeah. their bodies. And the WWE has loyalty to lots of money right, from the Middle East. Right. And Kane's a fucking <laughs> sitting mayor right now. He's a mayor of a town in Tennessee. Oh, yeah, I remember yeah. reading and that. And he left his fucking mayorship for a, a, a week to fly off to Saudi Arabia for a fuck ton of money to go pretend to be a fucking demon from hell. <laughs> That's crazy. We've all been there. <laughs> this simulation isn't real <laughs> but I think Monty that was a good question what, what makes you keep coming back to it Lilith like what is the appeal there's like three or four you know there's always one or two storylines going on in the company that are just absolutely like gripping and right now there the, it's the two it's the two main title storylines on uh on raw um i'm not gonna go into the uh, go into the details of those but the, it's wrestling is such a like visceral and like engaging art form it is it is you know telling stories just through like the the you know grappling and the flipping and the punching and and there's something about that that's very compelling and those one or two stories are always like just it, it absolutely enough to keep me hooked in for the rest of it and i i don't know you know i i, I i'm not exactly sure what what keeps me coming back but like because that that's that doesn't seem like like i said it's for like 15 minutes out of you know seven hours or some shit that I'm watching every single week but like yeah it's compelling that's uh that's very valid though it's it's really weird because I'm thinking of like the stuff that I like like that I'll talk about later and it's just like I don't really 
really know what keeps me coming back yeah. exactly. But it's like some weird invisible hand like pulling me like, oh, okay, you want me to look at this? Like, oh, well. this year, I swore to myself, <laughs> I'm not going to buy WWE 2K19. I hate the person who's on the cover. The career mode looks like shit this year. And then they announced Rey Mysterio is uh, the, pre- uh, the pre-order bonus for this one. So I was like, oh, well, shit. Gotta do it. Because I want to play as Rey Mysterio. And that's how easy it is oh, to pull me God. back in. That's so, yeah. So, when I was younger, my brother was really into WWE, and, like, I would take him to the shows, like, when my mom bought tickets mm-hmm. and stuff, but she, like, didn't want to, like, see people. And, like, Rey Mysterio was his favorite, and I was like, okay, I guess that's my favorite, too. I'm like, yes, the short king, I stand for this. And... <laughs> <laughs> short king. Um, but, yeah, oh my gosh, I did not know that. I have to let my brother know that that's something that's going on in the well, game. Well, it, it, not, not just that it's going on in the game. Rey Mysterio, ancient, he's been wrestling forever. He's now on the current roster. That's like, and he's wrestling like a fucking demon. It, he, it's, it's amazing. Damn. It's amazing, yeah. Oh my gosh. Monty, get in there. We stand a short <laughs> game. <laughs> I'm ready. So... If Monty now wants short wrestlers, I've actually decided that I'm going to become a wrestler. <laughs> You're not even short! No, I'm not short, but you know what? I can slouch. <laughs> I think you'd make a great wrestler. Thank you, Lilith. At least somebody supports my dreams. God! I wasn't saying you couldn't be a wrestler, just saying you wouldn't be a short one. I could, I could cut, like, seven inches off. Stop. Stop. No, where? <laughs> From what part of your body? Uh, probably, probably torso, because I don't want any shorter legs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Jessica, your torso is where all the important shit is. You can mm. just kind of rearrange that stuff a little bit. It's like, it's like Tetris. Yeah, just yeah, shift yeah, it up yeah. a little bit. I don't condone any of this. If you... I mean, I'm almost, I'm only like five, like, I'm like five, six and a that's, half. That's in, in... Wrestlers actually run pretty tall. That's actually pretty short for for a wrestler. And, and there you go. if you ever need if you need like a heel manager to like toss you a chair in the ring, just call me up. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my gosh, yes. Yes, this is happening. Goodbye, pout around. This yeah. is my big break. <laughs> I mean, you should talk to Chris then, Jess, because he was a wrestler for that hot minute. Oh shit. <gasps> oh Alright, you guys, I have a whole trajectory right now where we're doing this. I'm. I need to. I'm gonna put that video in the show notes. <laughs> Our friend Chris, who's in the Discord and is just like a friend of the show, was a pro wrestler for a while, or like semi-pro. He wrestled, and he sent us a video of him doing the kaiju wrestling thing, and he was a waffle fighting like a dinosaur, I think. <laughs> I don't remember. It might have been a gorilla. He was fighting something as a waffle, and he won just because the other guy physically could not grab him as a waffle. <laughs> <laughs> It's my favorite video I've ever watched in my entire life. <laughs> Shout out to Chris. That's really cool, I, I, though. I don't want to keep talking about wrestling if y'all want to move on, but one of the things that's kind of weird about um, my kind of my relationship specifically with the WWE is that there is so many other wrestling companies that are doing a lot better stuff right now, and like for some for whatever reason. And I think it's mostly just because WWE is just, like, the most accessible product to me right now. Yeah, I just don't. I can't get into 
other wrestling, you know? Yeah, that makes sense. Mm. It's hard if it's like the main big thing. It's 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 like the only thing presented like with the production quality that like WWE has, which is like a big part. Yeah, of it. I, was, I feel like WWE definitely has the most like oh, money yeah, thrown I mean, at it by by miles and miles. There's actually there's a new pr- there's a new promotion mm-hmm. coming up that is like apparently working with the same kind of money that the WWE uh, is working with uh, called um, All Elite Wrestling. It's kind of the big buzz right now. They haven't actually. They've put on one event so far that was la- last year. It was pretty good, but um, we'll see where that goes. Yeah, that's really cool though. It'll be it'll be like good to have something new. It'll be kind good of to have inter. something new, and um, it it you know the best that WWE programming ever was was in the late '90s when they were competing with WCW, like another company that had like mm-hmm. the similar resources to them. So like. It could light a fire under their ass. It could, you know, make the programming better. I, I will say that, like, since since that, you know, since that show last year, since the, you know, the 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 announcement of All Elite Wrestling, like, the WWE product has definitely gone up. You can tell that they are paying attention and they are, like, shaking things up and trying new things to, like, really, you know, retain their audience, which, which that... That really excites me, um, and you know, competition's good for for that kind of business. Hmm. Yeah. That's so exciting! Yeah, big things coming up. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's especially me as I begin yeah. my wrestling career. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna have to go over Maybe to this guy. <laughs> what is your? This is gonna be a bonus episode. Is us pitching Jess's wrestler oh fucking yes. persona. Russell Sonos. Oh, I'm ready. Ooh, I'm into it. Uh, She's fucking would... by sexual disaster. And she just wrestles men and women and throws yes. things at <laughs> I'm going to beat up your man and steal your girl. Love it. Oh, <laughs> uh, man. Yeah. So, <laughs> Monty, What's up? What, what are your loyalties what? to? Did I do something? <laughs> um, let's see. So I have. Monty, I'm... you're not in trouble. <laughs> Never in trouble. <laughs> so I was thinking about it today, and it was like hard because it's just like I don't know. Since I've since I've grown up a little, I'm just like, oh, well, I can I can understand when things are bad. I I got that. I can accept that. But then I was like, okay, I gotta like dig deep in my brain. Let's go back to like middle school or like high school. So. From new to old, right now, I think the most the most loyal I am for a brand or kind of like a company would definitely be something related to like the podcast in general is uh, Super Giant Games. I really, really love them. They're so good. And the voice actors are great. The team is great. Last year at PAX, I was like dressed up in a funky ass costume. And, like, I saw the voice actors, but they were busy, like, selling, like, shit in general. And I was just like, oh, they're busy. I'll come by later. It's like, oh, they're busy. I'll come by later. And, like, I just kept passing through as, like, I was walking around. And then I was able to catch them. And they were so fucking tired. I felt so bad. Because here I am with lots of energy. Lots of, like, I was just so fucking annoying. I know I was. But they were able to, like, (laughs) they were able to say hi and, like, take pictures with me. But 
Yeah, that's Aww. one company that like I will die for no matter what anyone says. I know I try to get my brother into it. Like I try to get him to play Transistor because it's really good and the music's really nice. And he finished the game. But he was just like, mm, it was kind of boring. And I'm just like, oh, we'll get fucking better taste. What the fuck's wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just like, here, beat this game. And like I made him play Bastion. He's like, I like this one a little better, but I don't know. I think he just doesn't like that sort of style of gaming. I think he's just really, really into like FPS. Um. Mm. But yeah, I, I tried to make him play Pyre, and he was just not having it. He's like, no, this is funky puzzles, I'm not doing it. And I was like, okay, alright, that's fine. Yeah. But I need to play Hades, it looks so good. It does, it's on early access right now on the Epic Store, and it looks really no. good. I listened to some of the soundtrack stuff that they put out, and it looks so good, and it sounds so beautiful. See, I struggle with Pyre, or not Pyre, I love Pyre. I struggle with Supergiant, because Pyre is like the only game from them that I was like, hell yeah i'm all into this like i have played bastion it's fine i haven't been able to finish it because i got stuck on a fight and then like transistor i have i haven't played yet but it's just like kind of sitting there and then like pyre i was like i am so here for weird fucking ritual basketball let's go <laughs> it's so good and the characters but are like so hades nice. i'm like oh i don't like roguelikes oh, yeah. and i don't think i'm gonna have fun with this yeah which is totally fair this is a you know rational way talking but like again if I didn't yeah, love but you if, we're talking irrational. if i yeah, if i didn't love you and you were my brother be like how <laughs> dare you do this <laughs> if i didn't to love me. you i'd be screaming at you right now <laughs> um see that's that's the one company right now that's like fresh in my mind other stuff that i was really into i remember in middle school i really liked final fantasy i really liked final fantasy 13 out of all games for some fucking reason that's like the worst oh, game that's a hell to die on oh my god <laughs> that I don't know what the hell was wrong with me, but, like, I was, what, I was 14, 13, I was like, this game is great, it's the best, Lightning is so cool, and then, right now, I would fight her, because I was like, Lightning was so two-dimensional, they wasted her, I'm angry mm. at what they did to her, <laughs> and, yeah, for those, those are video games that I really liked, but a franchise in general, I couldn't really think of one other than, like, I don't even. I don't even know. The only thing I could think of is like weird socks that I wear all the time, and then I got made fun of for. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> oh, I'm shy now. I can't do. Monty it. scans those socks so hard. <laughs> I just like wearing like cute fucking socks, and my coworker caught me one time and made fun of me. And ever since that anyone who has said anything about my fucking socks, I get so defensive. I think my mom said something is like, oh, those are cute. I'm like, I know they are. <laughs> other than that, I can't. Oh my god. I can't think of like a big franchise that like I'll get angry at other than like cute socks that I think deserve love and then super giant games. <laughs> I love you so fucking much. I love that you were like, my problematic faves are super giant and cute socks. 
That's so good. That's just so good. It's like I such a it. fucking Monty answer. <laughs> it really it. is. It really is. <laughs> uh, Jess, what about you? <sighs> this is so hard for me, you guys. Um, I thought for so long about this because, like, I just feel like I'm not super loyal to anything that much. I don't know because it's weird because, like, I know that I can be defensive about things, you know? But, like... I feel like they're more singular and and like I can admit that like when they're bad too is like the thing like I don't know it's hard I don't think that I've ever like gotten I guess that's not even like that's not necessarily a caveat though because like I have said multiple times that Kingdom Hearts is bad most of the time I am talking about WWE I am talking about how bad it is (laughs) I think it's less that it's bad and more that it still has that weird sticking power despite mm-hmm. it being bad. Yeah. And also, like, I don't, I mean, I don't know. I don't know if anyone else has had the experience of, like, for once realizing why people scream at other people on Twitter about things, but I had that <laughs> and it was horrifying. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like, you know, if you if you come for Becky Lynch while I'm, while I'm around, it's, it's, it's not happening. <laughs> I won't allow it. <laughs> last time you come for anything i <laughs> uh, see i like i like becky lynch because she yells at yeah. ronda rousey on twitter and i am here yeah for that. She, get it uh, yes i am i'm about year, that wrestlemania the main event is going to be becky lynch slapping the taste out of ronda rousey's mouth and it is going to be beautiful <laughs> sounds like a big chef kiss yeah. moment <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, so I don't know if y'all have anything that makes you feel like that fucking wild, but I didn't think I did. I like when I heard that Adam Conover shit, I was like, that's gross and weird. And then I was like, you know, trying to be self-critical. And I was like, do I have anything like that? Like, no, because I really like Dragon Age, but like I walked away from Dragon Age after Inquisition because it didn't Mm -hmm. do what I wanted. And like, same for Mass Effect and like fucking and Rampa. And then and then I got hit by that Kingdom Hearts train and I was like, fuck. See, that's the thing is, like, I feel like I'm able to walk away from stuff. Like, Final Fantasy, like, Square was huge for me, and, like, but they made a lot of games that I wasn't interested in. Like, with Bioware, I thought, like, that would be kind of a thing, but, like, Anthem, I don't really have any interest in, and, like, I, and I don't know, like, but... I mean, I I would argue, Jez, that you, at least, I would say Mass Effect is probably at least close to this. Yes. So, okay, I have lots of things that are close to this. And then I have the one thing that I think is probably the closest, and it's very weird. <laughs> oh, no. Okay, so Final you. Fantasy VII. Yes. Batman. Uh-huh. Uh, Nintendo slash Zelda. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Um... Mass Effect, because you we Mass literally Effect, yes. had like a long conversation over Twitter about you like thinking that Andromeda was okay, and I was like, okay, but what about the colonialism though? <laughs> and you were like, all right, true, I guess. <laughs> true. Okay, so so Mass Effect is up there. Um, I really love Crazy Ex Girlfriend. That's a great show. I would really I would probably get show. pretty angry if somebody said it was bad. <laughs> um. Okay, and then, so this is the finale, though. So, and I feel like I almost tend to have more loyalty towards people than, uh, than properties, I guess, which is probably even more dangerous in this climate. Uh, but I absolutely love everything that Gerard Way does, and I don't fucking care. 
You were a true, uh, like, emo baby. Holy oh, shit. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. No. Like, whenever he, like, like, I mean, I love, okay, so <laughs> I know way too much about Gerard Way, but, like, you know, when he started MCR, I was, like, all about that shit. I found out that he was trying to pitch a show to Cartoon Network, like, before he did MCR, and I was like, yes, baby, you should have gotten it. <laughs> uh, when he started doing comics and he did, uh... Uh, fucking Umbrella Academy. I picked that shit up when he did Young Animal. I, I did that. Like, like I just, I follow him and it's like this weird thing that's like always there where I'm just like about him and just every, I just, I just want to see him succeed. <laughs> and um, I, I love him so much, you guys. I also really like Star Wars. That's probably kind of high up there. I think I've probably fought somebody about The Last Jedi. <laughs> probably. That's not um, accurate. Yeah, that seems like something I'd do. I don't know. So those are, like, my things. Just a bunch of nerd shit. I'm trying to think of, like... I'm trying to think of brands and stuff that people are really committed to, but that I don't, like, I don't necessarily connect with. Like, right now, I think if I've ever... If I... If I ever talked shit about probably, like... Call of Duty around my, like, brother's friends. I would get, like, eaten <laughs> up, probably. Well, I mean, literally, like, in our friend group slash, like, corner of the internet, if you talk shit about Persona, you better fucking buckle up. Which yeah. is me all the time, because I'm like, fuck mm-hmm. Persona 4, and everyone's like, oh my god, Caitlin! And I'm like, no, fuck you, fuck Persona 4, <laughs> fight me! I love Persona 4. I do, <laughs> too! Oh my god! I've learned so much about Caitlin today. <laughs> I mean, Persona 4 does have a lot of bad shit in it, though. Like, it does some really bad things. Persona but I has a lot it. of really <laughs> bad things in it. I also don't like the vibe of Persona 4. This is not a Persona 4 podcast. But, like, the general just, like, which I think is effective. I think it's, it does a good job of conveying it. But it feels fucking creepy mm-hmm. all the time. And it makes mm-hmm. me very anxious. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. Like, I don't like having a horror game atmosphere when it's not actively being a horror game. It's too much. Yeah, I remember when you're doing the storyline at the hospital, the death storyline. Like I kept waiting for that fucking nurse to murder me. Yeah, like, it gets, like, because, like, it, all, it does have that creepy atmosphere. But I remember that particularly. Like, I played this game yeah. when I was, like, what, 20 probably? And, like, or no, I guess later than that, like, 22. And I was, like... It's it's a little creepy. Like I was kind of like unnerved. Yeah. I was like I feel yeah. kind of like weird playing this right now. Yeah, the hospital is well, especially because like literally, if you do anything, they're like you heard a scary noise, but it's probably fine. And I was like, I'm a fuck this nurse, and she's gonna kill me. That's what's gonna happen. <laughs> but that was the whole fucking game. Every time they're like, man, it's raining again. I'm like, well, shit. Can I just not? Can we just fast forward through the day. I feel uncomfy all the time. You're right. Um, you're right. What's another weep game? Project Diva F. I see a lot of fans. Love Live. Love Live. So, do you guys know Love Live? No. I'm not, a, I'm not enough of a weeb. I have like one about. Tumblr mutual who sort of followed me over to Twitter who's like really mm-hmm. into Love Live. And so I like mm-hmm. barely pay attention to it, but still see a lot of it. And so that's my conception of Love Live. Is <laughs> yeah. So, oh my god. Uh, if you guys have ever been to a con, you guys have probably seen like really, really cute cosplays of 
these cute girls of which they're from. Love Live is a mobile game and it's kind of just like a rhythm game. So you like you're just like tapping the shit out of your phone mm-hmm. basically. Um, I was never good at it. I have dated people who have really, really been into it. I have friends who really, really love cosplaying it. Um, yeah, that that fucking community is like bonkers because like they could be some of the sweetest people that you could ever meet to like they're just so bad they will ruin your life by just like breathing on you they are they are something i'm not you know no i'm gonna talk shit about love life fans i don't care but (laughs) i've had enough um but yeah, I think that's yeah, that's like a diehard thing that people really, really loyal to, even if necessarily the songs that come out with it aren't really that good. But again, it's just me. I'm probably really not into that music. And yeah, just yeah, I see a lot of people really into that. I have a good one that gamers are really into. What? Hideo Kojima. Mm. Oh, oh yeah. People, oh. people are fucking real into that man. Mm-hmm. Anything yeah. he touches. <clears throat> that's what I can think of. Um, well, I mean, like, just Marvel Cinematic oh, Universe geez. in general. Yeah, yeah. 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 I'm just, now I'm thinking of Kojima's weird game trailer and the baby, and I'm confused I again. Just, yeah, I don't know. It's I don't like, know anything about Metal Gear. I don't want to know anything about Metal Gear. And, like, the thing, and, like, that's part of the reason why I brought him up, is because it's like, I watched the Death Stranding stuff, and I'm just like... Are you guys like actually really into what you're just, seeing, or this idea are, are that you you're like okay? placing? <laughs> like, well, it's like I think they're just projecting okay? like these these things onto this, and it's making it seem better than it is. Well, I mean, like, I think I think like like auteurs and gaming are like a different conversation because I think that's kind of like where you're going mm-hmm. a little mm-hmm. bit. Um, but yeah, I think there's definitely some like rose colored glasses slash like blinders happening with that kind of shit. Yeah, it just doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me, but I don't know. Caitlin. Yeah. I know obviously Kingdom Hearts is one of yours, but yeah. do you have others? No. I feel like that's the <laughs> only one where I was like, oh, I have had a horrific reaction to this. Because, I can't like, wait for that to happen to me. I feel like it's like when you no, realize you it's have a kink. Scary. <laughs> no, it was horrifying. I was like, oh my god, I got into the headspace of all the people I hate. What the fuck is wrong with me? Except, like, I wasn't mean to Allegra Frank on Twitter. Mm-hmm. I didn't say anything. I, you know, I'm not out here, like, fighting people about Kingdom Hearts, but only because I was like, oh, fuck. Mm-hmm. Um... There's, like, definitely a universe where if I was, like, less introspective, I would just be, like, screaming at people. (laughs) And, like, because I was, like, pissed. Like, legitimately pissed in a way that I have not been before. And, like, I can't think of anything else that I've ever had a reaction like that to. Because, like, I'm usually pretty good about that kind of thing. Like... And I'm usually, like, even when I don't like things or, like, have moved away from them, I'm, I I have not been good about it in the past, but I'm trying to get better about, like, saying it's not for me and moving on and, like, you know, if people really ask, like, why don't you like it? You know, like, being critical without being mean, but, like, uh-huh. that made, I was fucking mad. And, like, yeah, because there's something else, because, like, I don't, I'm, like, I'm, I'm kind of done with Dragon Age, like, I don't really, the, the franchise is not going in the way that I 
would want to it too or that like I enjoy so I can kind of back off of that like same with Mass Effect um what other games do I even like can I can I talk uh, about one because I I feel like I I feel like I came out first and just looked like a real fucking garbage pail of a human being with my I give this company <laughs> so much money and so much of my time and then everybody came around and just said no, there's a couple things I like, but it's nothing crazy. But um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I think Kingdom Hearts is bad. I don't like. I don't. I don't know how much money I've spent on Kingdom Hearts, but like, it's a lot. Like, I bought. I've bought and played every single Kingdom Hearts game at least once. Which that's eleven. I was games. a su subscriber to the WWE Network for like three years. Finally canceled that last last fall. Um. <laughs> God, I bought a PSP for Birth by Sleep just for that. But didn't play anything else. I did that for Crisis Core. To be I honest, I did. I did play Crisis Core on my PSP, but I hated it. So I really. Oh, I loved it. Like, but you know what? You would hate Crisis Core. Well, okay. I mean, you might just have hated it for other reasons too. But I feel like if you've never played Seven, playing Crisis Core would be real fucking weird. I just didn't understand how the actual gameplay worked. It was very confusing. <laughs> um. But I also bought the remaster ports on my PS3 and my PS4 of Kingdom Hearts. Mm -hmm. um, I, I, I've spent a lot of money on Kingdom Hearts. But anyway, Lilith, what, what was your, the, what was your game other I one? wanted to bring up is the Dark Souls series. Mm, you're no, one no, of those. No, 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 no. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. I am a transgender woman. I'm not one of those. I I don't like the Dark Souls games, and that makes me very unpopular in my friend group sometimes. Mm. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, that would I yeah. um yeah, because I, I am very critical of them. If any... Okay. If any media property in the whole goddamn world had as much disrespect for its consumer's time as the Dark Souls games do, <laughs> it would be rightfully flayed at the stake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that's just because gamers have a weird, like, fucking thing for getting to be better than everybody else through like their fucking gameplay skills or whatever yeah yeah they got mm. no personality See? no personality what else are they supposed to do <laughs> i need you to please tweet liking dark souls is and not see, a personality well, see that's the thing it's on it like you know shitty gamers like dark souls because you know they want to be better at a thing i talk to all my my friends who are trans who uh, about why they like dark souls and they say no the punishment is part of it i want it that way and that's <laughs> i was gonna say dark souls is like for yeah. masochists honestly like that's <laughs> yeah. what it is yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they've, they've literally told me no the fact that the game punishes you with completely unfair game gameplay mechanics is thematically relevant and that's why i want it so and that's why i play them over and over again <laughs> and i yeah uh, i don't remember if this was recorded or not but very few games i feel like do a good job of incorporating mechanics into themes i would say dark soul is does <laughs> not do a good job of that um 
in my opinion, I think it's I I think that they have convinced I think that they have fucking Truman showed people into mm-hmm, thinking that that's mm-hmm. true. Um but the only games that do that well in my opinion are Vampire Empire both Pyre you know, games. I think I think I would say that the WWE 2K games do a perfect job of uh of in- of incorporating <laughs> the themes which are that wrestling is a bunch of phony baloney bullshit that seems like it's getting better but never really does. And so I think the 2K series perfectly encapsulates that. So uh <laughs> <laughs> you know, you're fair enough. Fair enough. Um, I guess I wanted to talk about to like why this stuff gets under mm-hmm. our skin so much because it's like weird, and it does seem like like Lily and I kind of struggle with that a little bit more than the two of you do. But I was watching like I did some weird like I was doing some weird research. There's like not a lot of information out there as far as like media mm-hmm. properties go it's either like your brand as in like your nikes and whatnot or like mm-hmm. celebrities and there's not a lot of like yo, know, people are like irrationally into this fucking video game or whatever mm-hmm. yeah but like there sociology was, like, study on fandom culture is something that like really needs to happen i don't know why yeah, mm-hmm. well, I found stuff that was, like, fandom, like, kind of generally, but it was, again, of mostly, like, fandom mm-hmm. of people or, like, fandom spaces, like, studies of Tumblr yeah. and stuff. But, like, there wasn't something that was, like, specifically... Because, like, I was reading the second article on the doc. I was reading it. It was, like, about... It's specifically about, like, the toxic fandom around celebrities and stuff, and it, like, talks about parasocial relationships. And it got me thinking of, like... Because obviously, like, parasocial is specifically regarding, like, people Mm -hmm. to some degree, but I was like, how... Because, like, I feel like I have a parasocial relationship with Kingdom Hearts, kind of, but, like, obviously Kingdom Hearts is Mm -hmm. not a person, but there's not, like, a word for that. But, like, I love Kingdom Hearts and have, like, this deep personal connection to it and, like, what it brings to the table in a way that, like, Kingdom Hearts doesn't give a shit about me. Mm -hmm. Like... That game is a game, first and foremost. Like, it's a piece of fiction. It's not fucking real. And second of all, like, the people who make that game don't give a shit. Like, I don't even think they know what the fuck they're doing, like, at any given point. <laughs> That's actually something, like, with wrestling that I think I definitely do experience. Like, with with um, with um Seth Rollins, the wrestler, they're, they're, he's one of my favorite wrestlers. It, 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 a very, like, consistently, like, well-booked character with, like, a good long-term storyline which is something that that is super rare in the wwe right now and like but he also just seems like kind of a chill cool dude i watch him play video games on the internet sometimes um and and uh you know i've watched like uh uh documentaries where he he shows like in his 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 childhood basement he had like a chalk drawing of a portal that was supposed to go to rob van dam's basement and like it it, who's another wrestler that he was a fan of when he was a kid and so like i watch all that stuff and and like yeah i do get like a really serious like i feel really really connected with seth rollins just as the person as the character as the wrestler and seth rollins is a huge reason why i turn on the tv and watch wrestling 
every single week is because I want to see what he's up to. And, you know, that definitely like, you know, that that depth of the, of uh, uh, of detail about his life, that connection that I would call 100 percent parasocial relationship. And it's definitely a huge part of what ke- keeps me coming back to the WWE. Mm-hmm. interesting neat no i mean that makes it's kind of like i mean that's kind of my relationship like i feel like with gerard way is it's like that thing where it's you know like i also remember watching like documentaries and stuff like that um you know when mcr was around and like i just found myself like he was like this chubby you know guy who was just making art like living at his parents house until he was like 20 something who you know really liked star wars and like and and like just like all of these things and i was just like i just like was completely enamored by it and i was like you know i just want this guy to like have Mm -hmm. this life he wants and and so it's like it's that thing where you like check in and you just want them to succeed and you want to see like where they go and yeah i get it i totally get it i i get parasocial relationships like i totally like i understand it I experience it, and then I'm like, man, that's I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna yeah. back off a little bit because I'm <laughs> scared. I'm freaking myself out. But like, I don't know what to do with it when it's a thing, because it's like, because I remember specifically too when I was on the OKB OK like Patreon podcast, we kind of talked about this because we were talking about like celebrities who die, and I was like, I don't mm. really like have feelings when celebrities die. Like, it's not really like a thing for me. And Ian was talking about how like well, this person made this thing that was such a big deal to you, so there's, like, you know, like, you feel connected to them. And, like, I don't feel that. Like, I don't give a shit about Tetsuya Nomura. What's he really into? What is he parasocial about? Well, I can't remember what we were talking about. I think he was talking about, like, an anime or something. Shocker. That he liked. (laughs) But he was talking about the fact that, like, if if someone who made, like, I think he was talking about Digimon, and I think he was, like, if the the creator of Digimon died, he would be, Mm -hmm. like, wrecked about it. Mm. And, like, for me, like, I don't give a shit about Tetsuya Nomura. Like, I give a shit about Kingdom Hearts. I like his memes. (laughs) (laughs) There was, like, one that I posted the other day. It's like, Tetsuya Nomura is quiet but very powerful. (laughs) I saw that. <laughs> yeah. Like, I just, like, I don't, like, I don't, and I know, like, he's the person who made it, so I probably, like, should care about him. Like, it's his, like, weird fucked up brain that, like, all this weird fucked up games came from. <laughs> but I don't. I, like, do not care about him. I only oh, care see, about, I... like, the products themselves. Like, I care about the games. And so, like, I don't... I totally care about the people Mm -hmm. who make stuff like with musicians if they die like that would wreck me or like if like an actor that I really liked died or something like like I I, a writer like I I would get really upset I think I might be broken because I don't I don't I get attached to the things not the people with with like music specifically it's like a it's a completely different thing I feel like um like for me, I'm I'm I will still like I'm on a public platform, so I'd like to say R.I.P. MCA the same way that I do every time I'm on a public platform. Cause like fucking MCA anyway. Um, but like that relationship that you make through music, I feel like is completely di- like like kind of what you were talking about with like Kingdom Hearts. I don't feel like there's as much of a like singularity of like the the this is this person's voice coming through this piece mm-hmm. as much as it would be 
you know, a Beastie Boys song or like, you know, a My Chemical Romance song, anything like that. Yeah, I see. I feel because I don't do that with music either. Like, I have a Fall Out Boy podcast, but for the longest time, I did not know the names of any of the members of Fall Out Boy. Like, I know more about them and their names now because I do that fucking podcast that I ever did as, like, a fan mm. of that band. Oh, no, like, I totally, I get, like, I, I'm a big time fan when it comes to, like, music and stuff I'm like that. I broken, y'all. I don't <laughs> get attached to well, the it's artists. Funny, like, I just I feel like, like the things that they make. You do, because I feel like to you, and because like, we've had conversations about this a little bit before, like sim- similar type things, like you are, it's very easy for you to separate people from the corporation, and it's very easily easy for you to separate like maker from the product, I think, than it maybe is for a lot of other people. And maybe I it's just having I more of like know. a critical mind. It's either that or I'm going to end up being a serial <laughs> killer, I guess. I don't fucking know. <laughs> it's like... For me, with with wrestlers, there's, like, a huge, like, if a wrestler dies, it's usually probably either caused or accelerated by injuries that they sustained in the ring, Mm -hmm. which, like, makes it doubly sad. But also, like, it's just the person. The wrestler, like, is the, you know, is the product. You, You don't really have, like... You know, you have a whole company, but it's just characters being bounced up, bounced off of each other. So, like, it's real easy to just like mm-hmm. even wrestlers that you know, I I I had never I never really watched a uh, a whole lot of old like Heart Foundation matches or anything like that. But when Anvil died last year, mm-hmm. uh, he was another you know famous wrestler. I just you know I knew he was a he was a huge part of the community. He trained a lot of wrestlers that I loved. He's, you know, the father of a wrestler who I love. And so, like, yeah, I felt that. It was a huge bummer. You know, it's, it's weird. I've never thought about how wrestling as, like, a performance art is probably one of, like, the most character-driven, like, like you can feel the absence, like, if yeah. somebody were to leave. You know what I mean? More so than you probably could mm-hmm. in most things. Like, last year, last so year interesting. one of the, like, top guys in the company um like the 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 person who has been like on the top of the posters all the time roman reigns he you know with the with Mm -hmm. the universal title in hand got up on mic and announced to the world he had leukemia and it had returned and that he had to Mm. immediately step away from the ring uh you know drop the top title in the company that he had just won after years for fight years of fighting for it and go fight fight this disease that was like a huge deal. They also used it in storylines in what I would say was a pretty crass way. Um, but like, you know, that's the kind of thing that like, yeah, you feel that because you have that kind of that kind of relationship with that character, that person. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. I mean, I would say, yeah, if you like thinking about it more and more, I feel like maybe that's the reason why when you do meet wrestling fans, there's such diehard wrestling fans is because it is kind of a a sport or like I said, a performance art, something that like fosters parasocial relationships. You have to care about the people involved. You Mm -hmm. have to. It's, you know, so it's, it's interesting. Yeah. I'm really just sitting here realizing that if I was like a dude, I uh, would have been a monster. (laughs) 
Uh, <laughs> oh my god! Because like, like me being like, I don't give a shit about the people who make the games. I'm like, damn. If I was anybody else, I'd be one of those people who's like, fuck unions. I want people to suffer for Red Dead. Like, oh my god, it's a oh really thing. I am having the fucking like the we're not so different. We need you to and move, I moment, and it's really we need freaking to move me away out. from this topic because Caitlin is digging deep and just like I'm fucking having, terrifying. I'm themselves. having an existential crisis. Right now. <laughs> I like oh it. My God. I like that I'm like the example on the other end of it of just like the really unhealthy person <laughs> who who just has so much empathy <laughs> to give for all the entertainment properties that I consume. Oh, say so I'm a fairly empathetic person too. Like I get it. I feel like I've gotten better with age as far as not pouring like my feelings mm-hmm. and and like into properties and stuff like that and being as invested but like oh my gosh yeah if you would have a talk a talked wow um attacked like final fantasy 7 when i was in like middle school or something like that oh Mm -hmm. it would have been over (laughs) i would like to think that i'm an empathetic person but like i really really having that we're not so different you and i moment and i (laughs) i don't like it it's me out I'm dying right now. Holy shit. This is so um, good. I guess, like, for me, when people shit talk the stuff that I like, usually what happens is, like, I honestly just picture, like, like The Sims. <laughs> and just, what? like, that little, like, minus sign pops up. Just, like, a couple minus signs. <laughs> like, I look at them and it's like, oh. <laughs> but I keep going on with it. You know, it doesn't change anything. But it's just, like, a couple little Just a little, little like, signs. a telltale game sign of just, just, yeah, just like that. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I'll remember that. <laughs> um, but yeah, I like for and so going into like the question Caitlin kind of posed as far as like, so why, why do we kind of invest into these properties? And why do we like, why is it something that's not talked about as much? I don't know why it's not talked about as much. But I think that it's something that should be studied more because it could be mm-hmm. really, really interesting. But I think for me, um, I moved around a lot as a kid, I went to like 14 different schools or something like that. Um, I don't even know how many like states and stuff I lived. Um, but I basically had like my mom and my sisters, like that was kind of like my core group of friends, which is like a really sad, weird thing to say, but I'm going to be real about it. Um, you know, and like that was before, like when you were like eight years old, you had a phone, you know what I mean? So it's like, and I'm not like shitting on that. Like, that's fine. I'm just saying like, it was before that time. So I didn't have a different time. Yeah. It's not like it was as easy to communicate with people. So, like, when I moved, I moved. Like, I don't... There's, like, one person from before I was, like, 10 who I still... I don't even talk to, but, like, we found each other on Facebook. And I found out that she, like, went through a My Chemical Romance phase and became, like, a weeb. And now, I think, is, like, into Metal Gears. I don't I don't know. <laughs> but, <laughs> um, you know, like, we found each other. And I was like, this is cool. But that's, that's, like, it. So, for me, I filled that void and that loneliness and... I filled all of that with like stuff and ideas, you know, because like those are things that you can take with you. And so I really liked Harry Potter when I was a kid. I really liked Zelda. I really liked um, like Final Fantasy became a big one for me. And it's like I went on to write like fan fiction about these things. And I went on to I I don't know, just like lots of things. Like they became like just these this part of my life. Like I remember going home and like 
I would check out from the reality that I had and like literally just sit here and like just think about like scenarios that could take place in those worlds, (laughs) which sounds really sad and is a little sad. But like, I like to think that I'm maybe a more imaginative person because of this. I don't know. I try to like, like that's just like fan fiction before you write it down. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess. And like it like it, it definitely is. But like, that's what I would do. I wasn't like. And it's weird because it's not like I had like a bad childhood. I was never really bullied. I never had like, I don't know, but that's what I did. I kind of retreated into those. So it's like to me when you attack one of those things. And like I said, I've gotten better at it with age, but like around that time period when I was like that invested in them, um, it was like you were talking shit about one of my friends. (laughs) So it was was a word for when you're friends with media properties. I don't know what it is, but there needs Mm. to be one. It's called uh, I think that we networking. can figure it out. It's called, it's what, called what? It's called, it's called sponsoring? Networking, I think? <laughs> For these influencers, at least? Square, please sponsor our podcast. <laughs> I spent so much money on your fucking games. <laughs> uh, Final Fantasy VII sponsor my life. Andrew Ardway. Because <laughs> apparently those are the two things. Um, I'm trying to think of other stuff because with i'm just gonna add on to like what jess was saying on like why this is like something and i'm really connected to um i can sort of relate with jess with like just moving a lot like i would stay in the same like state but just in different towns so i'd always have to go to like different districts and that wasn't fun um i think once high school set in i was able to just stay in one school and video games started becoming more serious for me and even though like unfinished swan is like my favorite game ever um once i got into transistor that was like kind of an eye-opening game for me i was like oh like i i really want to get into games like this is the game that made me want to like get into the industry so something that eye-opening i'm just like oh yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna die for this i'm gonna die for this company thank you very much and i think it's just me being thankful to them and that's why i'm so like obsessed with them i don't know that feels really fucking creepy to say yeah no i I mean i think that totally makes sense (laughs) i think at least for me i think the really like the weird unhealthy stew of kingdom hearts was like i have it's my established brand that i like things that are just like weird ridiculous bullshit like i love bayonetta it's not ironic. No gods, no kings, only Bayonetta. <laughs> I fucking love Riverdale, unironically. Like, I know that it's bad. I fucking love that it's bad. Reaper the Genetic Opera is my favorite movie, which it's a bad fucking movie, but I love that movie. Paris Hilton's face falls off in that film. It's good shit. It's a bad movie. She follows me on Twitter, fun fact. What? Paris Hilton? Yeah, let me, let me pull That's amazing. Pull it up. <laughs> add her my twitter and tell her to follow me (laughs) i fucking love that movie so much but like kingdom hearts because like kingdom hearts is fucking bad like it has like all that mix of ridiculous bullshit but it also has like i think just enough of like the things that i find compelling and interesting Mm. in stories and then also it was like a constant connection to like people that i like love and care about like it has continuously been a method for me to like make friends, keep friends, like, as an adult, like, I've, like, literally in the past year, I've gotten, like, multiple creative opportunities and, like, built really good friendships because of fucking Kingdom Hearts, like, 
I mean, that's so I think good. all of that has just compiled into me just like being a fucking monster. Yeah, I mean, I can tell you the the, the I have a litany, a laundry list of like my closest friendships or, you know, other things that that people who I have bonded with deeply over watching wrestling and and watching wrestling together is great when it's good and when it's bad it's still great because you're sitting around talking shit about it and it's and that's fun and yeah i think that's another like another reason why like i have a group of friends right now where we're like i you know i talked about that some like six seven hours of tv we all you know sit down and do that together on rabbit admittedly but um like we you know that's that's a it's 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 a time for us to all get together and probably hate something together yeah no i mean that makes sense i mean it's it's like the whole thing with like reality tv show like people who watch like the bachelor and bachelorette every weekend you know people like to give them shit but ultimately it's like it's like a group bonding experience for them and i get it. wrestling is reality television but with with like punching (laughs) and flipping that's yeah I would love to watch The Bachelorette just fucking punch somebody. Yes! Oh my god. <laughs> we have stories from listeners as well. Oh my god, we do. Yeah, I, I'll i drop, because they're all in, in the email, but I'll, I'll copy-paste some of that. Uh, Jess, you have to read the first one. Alright, I'm excited. Okay. <clears throat> hey, Pound Around crew. I have a few irrational loyalties, and they are to brands and not necessarily franchises. As someone who fixes things around the house as well as at work, I have developed a loyalty to Craftsman Tools, <laughs> as well as I have this loyalty to Timberland. I wear their boots almost every day, and my wallet is Timberland as well. My question to y'all is why does something like this develop? Is simply liking is it simply liking using it once or something deeper than that? Sincerely, Quinn Hoffman. P.S. Jess is going to help Irrational Passions run the world this year, and I'm excited to have her join the team. <gasps> Quinn, I love you. Thank you. Um, this is a good question. Why, why do these things develop? Also, um, in that fucking, like, I didn't watch the whole 45 minutes of it, but there was, like, a 45-minute video that I put in the doc, and yeah. it's, like, all of these, like, businessy brand people talking about, like, basically how to brainwash the masses. Mm-hmm. And two of the quotes that, like, I immediately kind of was like, oh, there it is. Um, the lady who is, I think she was from Eventbrite, she said, um, you have to create moments of delight so consistently that a consumer will irrationally choose your companies over others given a choice. Mm-hmm. And then um, there's an irrational loyalty in all of us as humans that will come out if we really love something. And she also talks about, too, how, like, by triggering that, like, mm-hmm moment of delight so consistently like you can they've done studies that prove like if you can do that enough people will pick you even if it doesn't make sense to you like even if something else is like cheaper or like proven to be better like people have that like weird lizard brain fucking Mm -hmm. like attachment um so i think that's at least part of it like if you like something and it works i guess you just are like yep gonna keep doing it yeah, I think sometimes, too, uh, the culture around certain things kind of inspires people to stick with it. Like, there's a certain thing, and, and like, it's culture that you don't even, like, necessarily mm-hmm. think about consciously. Like, there's a certain culture associated with shopping at Target as opposed to shopping at Walmart. You know what I mean? And, like, just that itself is, like, something that can inspire you to, like, pick one over the other. 
Um, and so I don't know. I feel like that's that's a big thing too. Um, especially, I think that's a big thing with apparel also, you know, there's like a reason why you shop at the clothing places that you do a reason that you choose the makeup brands that you do. Yeah. I mean, like, you know, the, the example given in, in this story, like craftsman tools with something like tools, Mm -hmm. if you, you know, if you go to the hardware store and you pick up, you know, craftsman brand hammer, craftsman, craftsman brand screwdriver. And the, and the things just keep working for you. They don't cause any problems for you. They do what you need need them to do. You know, there's not a whole lot of reason to think outside of you know, like, oh, is something is something else going to do better? If this brand is reasonably priced and does what I need it to do, then like, you know, it, it being able to rely on it in that way, that, yeah, it, it does it. I say to use a cliche that I think is particularly apt with uh with what Quinn said uh if it ain't broke or if it ain't broke if it ain't broke don't fix if it ain't broke you don't fix it if it ain't broke don't fix it someone please write that down that's gonna be a shirt broke if it ain't broke don't fix it. <laughs> And with that, I uh, am just going to stop. <laughs> I am writing that down. I am going to put that in the run. <laughs> no. Edit that out. <laughs> no, never. Oh, man. Um, I'm going to read the next one because it's like real long. Um, okay. Edit this lightly because it's very long. Thank you for sending it anyway. This comes from our friend Joe. Uh, who says, good morrow, dear friends of Pal and Around. I hope that you're all having a fantastic day today. Uh, your friend Joe is here to spread, uh, oh, insert All Might GIF. That's some animation, I guess. Uh, to spread the joys of his irrational loyalty to a certain brand company. Uh, now when I saw the tweet asking for loyalties from people, I just knew I had to write something to you all also to say hi. Hi, Joe. Hello. Um, hi, Joe. Hello. Now... Now, I do have certain companies that I love unequivocally, your PlayStations, your Nintendos, whomever, yet um, I had the feeling that almost anyone who wrote in would bring up something about video games, so I figured I'd bring something different to the table. Uh, if you follow me on Twitter, at AfroCyborg, if you are wondering, uh, you would know that I'm a very passionate fan of the sports balls. Uh, specifically, the NFL, as it has been my biggest love since I was a kid, outside of gaming. Uh, however, I'll give you reasons for why I choose to follow one of the teams in the league. Uh, being a big fan of a sports franchise is more than just liking something. It really is a way of life. It's a love-hate relationship. When your team is successful, it's some of the greatest highs that you have ever experienced. But when they're terrible, it's soul-crushing. Your question, you question everything you've ever known and loved. Jesus. <laughs> and I know that not everyone likes sports, and that's okay. We can still be friends. Uh, why would, you might be asking yourself, why would you put yourself through that? To which I reply, it's because I'm a sports fan and I love this crap. Mood. Um, anyway, the team brand that gives me the greatest feeling in the world and fills me with so much pride, but also rips my fucking heart out and brings me the most anxiety and depression, but also has my undying support through thick and thin, is the Oakland Raiders. Ooh, fucking yikes, dude. I hear nothing but people talking shit about that team. Um, this team, this fucking team, it's the bane of my existence. It's the thing that gives you the most pride in supporting. Uh, it's basically the same relationship that you Kingdom Hearts fans have with your games. Damn, read me. You love every minute you spend with it, but it's burned you so many times you're numb from the feeling of disappointment. Damn. I don't, I don't love anything that much. Not even Andrew. He's okay. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I mean, (laughs) 
<laughs> that like is tbh like i'm not there was more to the email but it's like pretty long so we got the gist um but yeah that's i mean he's not wrong that's like low-key kind of where i'm at with kingdom hearts like every mm-hmm. time that kingdom hearts 3 didn't come out i was like wow fuck you kingdom hearts and yeah here i am fucking buying a <laughs> standing PSP here to play like a one. sucker <laughs> buying a psp to play one game <laughs> And fucking sharing custody of a 3DS game with my friend who owns a 3DS that I can play Dream Drop Distance. Yeah. Uh, fucking playing the uh, mobile game for three days straight in my bed during a depression. Oh my god. You know, it's, you know, it, it, it's not good. Um, thank you for your email, Joe. It is appreciated. Uh, yes, thank see. you, Joe. Hold yeah, on. I got... We appreciate it. We actually got a decent amount of stories. I have one more email and two Twitter DMs. Ooh. Yeah, as for Joe, I, I've i got some um, hot takes about sports, but uh, <laughs> I can, as you guys could see, uh, around NFL, no, sorry, not NFL time, uh, Super Bowl time, that shows you how much I know about football. Uh, yeah, I guess... I can see why people are still so into it. Like, being around soccer culture uh, growing up, yeah, that was uh, pretty wild to see. I think it's really community-based. And being able to be proud of something you're wearing and then also meeting someone that, like, likes that team also just, like, doubles up Mm -hmm. that feeling. But, yeah, I can, yeah, I can can see that. Yeah, it's... Sports fandom is a lot. It's something. It's something, all right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I feel like anybody who says that, like, women or femme-identified people are emotional, like, just go to a fucking <laughs> sports game. <laughs> like, like, mm, mm, I don't know about that one. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, Mom, did you want to read this next email? Yes, please. <laughs> Uh, righty. Does this say who it's from? Oh, it's from Andrew Rivera. Sorry. All right. Hello, Andrew. Hi, Andrew Rivera, friend of the show. All right. So he says, hi, everyone. Had a great time at the Smashback. Thank you for coming. Would love to support again. Uh, so there are three movie game franchises that I'm obsessed with. Those are Sonic the Hedgehog video games, the Metal Gear Solid series, and the Fast and Furious movies. The reason why I was obsessed is because my childhood best friend and I would love to play them together and look up every Easter egg about each series and talk and play and watch them for hours. In 2007, my childhood friend, who was like a brother to me, passed away, and I was very lost. But as there were new games and movies to, about to release for these franchises, I made the decision not to enjoy any of them, because he couldn't enjoy them. And it went like that for years until I realized I should celebrate my friend for by enjoying myself and these franchises again. So I did. And whenever I play Sonic or watch a fast movie, I'm like there hanging out with him again. Now I know Sonic is not a great series and the Metal Gear... Ooh, am I reading that right? Yeah. Now I know Sonic is not a great series and the Metal Gear Solid series has some crazy plot points and well, we know where the fast series stands, I, but I love them. With all my heart because it ties me to the memory of the friend I've lost. Sorry if this was a downer, but I just wanted to share my story. You can edit parts out if it's too long. Love you all. Keep ama- keep being amazing. I'm going to read all of that. What you talking about? But That was amazing. <laughs> Thank you so Oof, much. My heart. 
in my yeah. heart. Thank you yeah. so much for sharing that, Andrew. Touching. That was so was good. Weird. What the fuck, Andrew? How do you make me have feelings at 9 p.m. on a and Tuesday? By the way, you are, oh, you're you're factually correct for loving the Fast and Furious series. They're the best fucking movies ever made. <laughs> don't don't even worry about that one. Oh my god. I don't know about I remember I don't know about that. Me I don't and Lily, know about that. Me and Lily went through an exchange because I said I loved fucking Tokyo Drift and I was so happy I was able to have a bit of a discourse with that. Oh yeah. Oh my god. Tokyo Drift's great. It's it's not high on my rankings of the Fast and Furious movies, but I love each and every one of them. I probably should have brought that up sub subtype earlier the, it, it in in the podcast. <laughs> Yeah, bury but, the lead uh, a little bit. But yeah, I do love every single Fast and Furious movie. I do, I I guess I didn't even bring it up because I legitimately think they're all great movies, and so I was like, no, there's nothing irrational about that. We don't need to discuss it. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's the thing. Is like I feel like the moment that Caitlin is describing is one of those things that just like you don't realize mm-hmm. it, and then boom. It's like, it's fucking there. And like for you, maybe that's like hearing Fast and Furious. You're like, oh, fucking yeah, that's yeah. good. <laughs> it's like, I don't, it's just going to hit me one day. I don't know what it's going to be. But. I haven't seen any of those films. I also have not seen any of them. Y'all got to step it up. They're <laughs> fun movies. I just like, I just I like hate Here's cars. <laughs> I also really I... hate cars. <laughs> I just like really don't find them at all interesting. I don't give a shit all. about cars. Just I watch. hate cars. Cars in my life are pollution machines that get me from point A to point B. I use them as little as possible. I still love the Fast and Furious movies. And I was talking to somebody about this on Twitter. And that is because they are, if you fundamentally look at them, they they share a lot more with, like, mech stories than they do with car movies. <laughs> it's just that the cars are the mechs. You know, I'm also not super into mechs. I mean, yeah, that's. <laughs> just I'm like watch. fine with mechs. Like they're fine. Totally they're like good. for me, please. I I just like I don't like cars or men. <laughs> mostly what those I movies mean, are. <laughs> fair. So... I don't like, um, it's, it's, it's weird because Batman is like a rare exception, but I'm not really into like macho men. And I feel like Batman's not even a really a macho man. Like I like, I don't like him because of the muscles. I like him because of the depression. Just one of these days, you and I need to have a very real conversation about Batman and why it's deeply oh, yeah. problematic. But that is oh, not. Oh yeah, tonight. I know. He, I know he's bad. Oh. I know he does things that are not good. Okay. But at the same time, I mean. I mean, it's like the core concept of Batman. His superpower is capitalism. He locks up the mentally ill. He's he's literally if Elon Musk had suffered more trauma in his fucking life, which would make him somewhat more redeemable, though, right? (laughs) I don't want to think about his ugly face. (laughs) Jessica, no. It's not my fault that capitalism is the the best system, and we should all adopt it, and it works out great for everyone. Caitlin. One of these days, I'm going to get a therapist to come on Palette Around so that we can talk about your weird thing with being into depressed men who are beaten Oh, I just love death. it. It's so good. <laughs> oh I really God. should get into wrestling, huh? I'm going to read another message. Oh, my God. Well, you know who to talk to. Uh, anyway. Uh, anyway. 
So, uh, our our friend Jory sent in a DM, and he said, uh, I've bought The Binding of Isaac at least 11 times across different versions and platforms with like 700 hours of my life put into it. And it's hard to make it sound like a good game worth that much investment when the most common first experience with it is quote-unquote implied new child cries at poop. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, that game is like real like messed up, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think the core concept of it is, like, pretty fucked yeah, up, it's... from what I understand. Like, it's definitely about, like, child abuse and also, like, religion stuff, I think. Yeah, like, you- I- so I bought the Flash version, uh, for, like, two bucks on, like, a sale on Steam one time. And I think I streamed it, too, and, like, I've, I've never played of it, I just knew it was from the people who made, like, Super Meat Boy and stuff. And... literally, like, it's- the the intro to it is just like a mom is hearing voices who it's like her god and she like says my lord and like the voice tells you to kill your child and I'm just like oh this is really sad and that game's like super I can't concentrate there's just so much going on and then you always start from square one when you die but like I can see I can see the the likeness of it the the playing is really fun I had a really good time like playing it like I was having fun but I would I I can't beat that game because I don't have the brain for it but if you can that's great but holy crap man 11 times that's wild 700 hours I'm gonna pull up I want to pull up origin because I kind of want to see something Jessica I want to know how many hours you've put into fucking into what that's Overwatch. disgusting. We're not going to talk about it. <laughs> but uh-huh. I will tell you how many hours uh-huh. I put into The Sims. That's what I'm pulling up right now because that's also going to be disgusting. I don't know if you guys are ready for this. <clears throat> I'm ready. You can. I'm, I have to log in, and Origin is a fucking horrible, horrible client. So like, you guys can just just talk for about twenty minutes. That's how long it's going to take me. <laughs> God. Um. We have one more message from Jessica's husband, Gross. who I'm going to have Lilith read it, because Jessica okay, already read, I get to read. Uh, read a message. You get to read. Like reading. I've been told I'm good at it. Uh, this one's a little long, too. You don't You don't have to read the top part if you don't want to, but you can, you know, you. I'll leave, I'll leave it to you, Lilith, to decide. No, I, 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 I love it. I'm into it. <clears throat> Most pop punk is pretty shit, but I love it. It's problematic towards women and helps shape young men's view of relationship and women relationships and women poorly. But if you put on Taking Back Sunday, I will sing along every time. Recently, my favorite brand band is uh, ah. Recently, my favorite band, <laughs> Brand New, had allegations against their lead singer Jesse Lacey for grooming a minor about a decade or so ago and just being an overall creep. I haven't regularly listened to Brand New since, especially not as much as I used to, and it sucks. That music means so much to me, and one of and one of their albums is still one of my favorite albums of all time. But I always feel guilty for it, and it's hard to separate and it's hard to separate from it. I don't know if this me eh, sorry. I don't know if this is what you wanted as far as a response, but I wanted to chime in. Love the boy. The boy. The boy. 
You know, I'm going to be completely mm. honest and, like, throw myself out there, too, because he threw himself out there with that, that, I was going to say take, but I feel like take is just, like, such a light way of saying it, you know what I mean? Mm. Um, yeah, that, was, that wasn't even a take, it was just kind of like a, here's my experience. Yeah. Um, I, like, I, it's hard for me with Brand New as well. Uh, like, that band is one of the first things that, like, Andrew and I, like, ever really, like, bonded over. Like, I, that was, I remember, I think that was one of our first dates was seeing Brand New together in, like, 2009. Um, gosh, yeah, and, like, it, it sucks, because they were, like, they were one of my favorite bands. I really loved Jesse Lacey. Like, I had no idea what type of person he was, and mm-hmm. so it's, like, fucking gross. And it makes me feel horrible, but it's, like, I don't know. It, it got me through a lot of hard times, too. It's just, just a bummer. Just a damn bummer. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Obviously more of a bummer, you know, yeah. for the people who he fucking hurt. Um, including, like, I mean, he's always, like, he even, like, when he wrote his thing trying to apologize, not really much of, it wasn't a great apology. Um, you know, he was like, yeah, I've cheated on every single person I've been with, including my wife. And I was like, okay. Well, also, like, I don't know how you apologize for something like that. Yeah. I don't know. I like I get where it sucks because it's like it's so easy to be on the other side of things and be like, well, they're a fucking shitty person. Don't support it. Like, get over it. You know what I mean? But at the same time, it's harder when you for a decade have built an emotional connection to something and it's helped you like through depression and, you know, it helped start one of your relationships. It was Mm -hmm. a bonding experience for you and your friends when you went to those concerts and sang every lyric like it sucks. Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 poop. It's poop. I really, really loved Brand New also. Mm-hmm. Um when the story came out I was very ooh, I was very upset. I was also gonna get one of the albums tattooed Same. on me. Thank the fucking Lord I didn't, but it it I it's it still stands with me that it's just like it's shit. Mm-hmm. Like it's still shit. Like yeah, I'm sad, but it's still shit. And I, there's just nothing I can do about it. Maybe for me, I guess the music doesn't emotionally connect with me just as much. Um, I mostly connect to like other singers and stuff. So I was, not, I wouldn't say it was pretty easy. It took me a little bit, like a long time to try to separate from it. But like I think I drew a line somewhere like last year. I'm just like you know what. There's other music. Mm. There's, I think I made a tweet about it last year. I was like, there's like a thousand more bands with like whiny white guys that I can listen to. There's also bands yep. with POC that I can try to relate to more with me and I have. And yeah, that's where I stood from it. But I'm not here to fucking lecture. What am I doing? But yeah, I can understand how hard it could be and like the separation, like the loyalty from it. Because you guys have literally, that's how you guys can. It's like, it sucks. And yeah, I'm really sorry that happened. Yeah. It, it, it is what it is. And like, it's it's shitty. He's a shitty person. You know, like that's what it comes down to. And like, it, and he wrote most of the lyrics and it sucks because they were written by a shitty person. Um, But, you know, for me, I think a lot of it too is like, I don't really, there's not a whole lot of like emo music outside of brand new that I was really necessarily like mega into because I wouldn't even like consider like I know it's kind of a weird opinion but I don't really consider MCR like super emo <laughs> but I don't I know I don't opinion. really consider them emo music they're not like like traditionally emo in the sense that I would consider like emo music emo yeah, but yeah, that um okay thank you I say like I'd like they're like to me like they're almost more like 
punky with like I don't know. They're very much like a a, a pop punk band with emo aesthetic yeah. influences. Yeah. So, I, so it's I I wouldn't consider them. I don't know, but I never really got into Fallout Boy. I never really got into like. I mean, Fallout Boy is definitely in that same fucking vein yeah. as MCR. Probably yeah, even less it's not, so than MCR. Yeah, I, I just think like, there wasn't like I like I guess like not even not even necessarily emo, but I never got into like the big bands that a lot of people our age got into. Like I never really got into Fallout Boy. I never really got into Panic at the Disco. I never got into um, God. There's like a million. I just can't think of them right now. Like All Time Low or like. Um, I don't know. There's like a million fucking bands that are kind of like that. Or Blink-182. I never got into Blink-182. They're just like not something that I enjoy. So like brand new was like a really big thing for me. And, you know, sucks when you have it kind of taken away. (sighs) Yeah, I'm definitely glad that I did not end up in that scene any further Mm -hmm. than I was in. Because now like, you know, I can live with dunking on Pete Wentz weekly. Mm -hmm. That's enough. That's fine. Um... So far, he's mostly just been questionable about mental health shit, which is largely his own. But mm. uh, music is music a mess. Is music yeah. is honestly a mess. Um, still, I still go to emo shows, and it's it's still weird. <laughs> it's still weird. But that's it's a this is a talk for another time. Yeah. Jess, what were you saying? Oh, I I have my Sims times. If you guys want to know. So The Ready. Sims 3, I put in 670 hours. Oof. And The Sims 4, I've put 1,404. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. Oh, <laughs> but to be fair, I think that sometimes I just leave it up for, like, a day. And, like, I'll just have my computer closed and stuff, and I think that that counts that time. Oh, yeah. Probably. So, like, it's got to be kind of skewed, because that's what, that's... 58 days straight. <laughs> or not straight, but it's 58 days. Oh. So it's 58 days minus a day, <laughs> probably, from... I mean, it's still a ridiculous number. It's it's absolutely... Oh, we also have The Sims Medieval. I forgot about that guy. Oh, that one only says five hours. Never mind. Release your Overwatch <laughs> No, I will never. It's I'm gonna be like fucking Trump with my taxes. I can't show you my Overwatch times. <laughs> Hi, uh, everyone please tweet at Jessica to release her Overwatch times. <laughs> if I'm elected president, I'll release my Overwatch times. We need to see your long form Overwatch times. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Do you really trust a new editor of IP who won't release their Overwatch times? <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> oh. I'm crying. Oh man. Like, don't bully Jess, but do actively oh ask her about it. So, uh, so this show is, is ending, right? <laughs> yes. Yes, it is. Uh, since Lilith is here, uh, we're gonna let her, uh, be the end of the show shout out. So, Lilith, please pug, plug, not pug, plug all of your, uh, your things. I would love to do. pug all of my things. Um, <laughs> please do. <laughs> so, um, I have a uh podcast called Ghost Puncher Core. It is a tabletop kind of storytelling podcast. Uh, we're currently playing Dungeons and Dragons. Uh, we are have plans to play around in other systems. Um, it kind of tells the story of uh three adventurers on uh on orders from Lucifer. 
to uh, hunt down and retrieve escaped souls from hell. Um, it's really fun. It's really gay. It's metal as hell. Um, and it is based uh, in the universe of a webcomic that I, that I write, uh, wrote, created. Um, my friend Ina does the art for it. Um, you can find them both at ghostpuncher.net. Um, and you can also find me uh, on Saturdays. I stream with my friend um, Emily uh, at twitch.tv slash verycoolemily. Uh, I'm not sure what we're streaming uh, this week, but we have recently been playing No Man's Sky and naming animals together. It has been a real delight. That is adorable. And also, that fucking podcast sounds amazing, and I will listen to it. ASAP. Ghost Puncher Core is so fucking good. I love Ghost Puncher Core. It's like my favorite AP. Thank you. To listen to it. And also they have a Patreon. Patreon.com slash Ghost And review them on iTunes. Oh, and you can find me on Twitter at Death Carpets if you want to do that. Do it. Do it. It's worth it. I'm becoming a wrestler. I'll come fight you. (laughs) (laughs) This is so much. Uh, Jez, where can people follow your illustrious wrestling career? Uh, you can follow me at uh, Jessica WWE. No, I'm just kidding. Um, you can follow me at J-E-S-S-A-C-O-G-S, Jessicogs, on Twitter. And uh, Monty, where can people find your not illustrious wrestling career? <laughs> I'm on Twitter, Instagram, and Twitch at 3DSBoy. The three is spelled out. And I am at CG and 8Rs on Twitter. Oh, God. <laughs> um, I went to click something and it didn't. Oh, I work. thought you were just realizing that your handle was crazy. I let people, for the record, I let people vote on this fucking handle, and it was a majority to keep it, so everyone can fuck off. Um, Sick of it. Um, But yeah, so you can find me there. Uh, Palin Around is a product of Your Geeky Gal Pal, which you can find on all social media at Your Geeky Gal Pal and YourGeekyGalPal.com. Uh, if you want to hang out with the YGGP crew, uh, you can go ahead and join our Discord. The link is in the episode description. And if you like the show, be sure to rate and review it on iTunes or wherever else you listen to podcasts. And two, uh, as of the time that you're hearing this, we're going to have Woo! a merch store. So uh, I don't know what that's going to be at yet, but I'll put a link in the fucking description. And so you could buy a Palin Around t-shirt, or uh, you're just a general Yuriki Galbell t-shirt, or uh, Gamers Go to Prison, all of you t-shirt. <laughs> crop tops, crop tops. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. Yeah, we have crop tops. So that's gonna do it. Uh, goodbye, everybody. Bye. <laughs> Bye-bye.